the Women's World Cup is underway, and the USA women started with a bang. They came out the gate hot, started out three goals in the first half, made some halftime adjustments, rattled off another 10 more. Alex Morgan ties the record five goals. Hope Solo, before the game, predicted that USA were only going to score 6-0. And she even said then she wanted to say 10-0, but felt that Thailand defense and goalie actually were... She was giving them a little bit of credit by saying six goals. You have to give them credit. They made it there. They They made made it that far. They qualified for the World Cup. They're better than more than half of the world. I mean, that is true, but the fact that... You ran into the juggernaut. They scored 13 goals. You ran into the juggernaut. You ran into one of the greatest soccer teams of all time. Uh, Like, they lit up the scoreboard with a baker's dozen of goals. You you just don't see that. They they scored more goals than the United States men's team has scored in the last four years. Well, I mean, when you have a star-studded lineup with Morgan, Dunn, Press, Heath... Carly, Carly Lloyd, Lloyd Carly Lloyd, Carly Lloyd might, be, might be the greatest women's soccer player in U.S. history. Yeah. She comes off the bench? I think that, I mean, with best soccer player in women's history, I mean, Abby Wambach's up there. Oh, yeah, Ham. I mean... Uh, Brandy Chastain. I mean, you I have, mean, yeah. you have I a, mean, she's great. top five easily. And I think Alex Morgan's literally On her way. poking at the ceiling saying, I think that I'm in discussion to be... The top player. She's knocking on that door for sure. And I mean, right now, this tournament first game shows that she scored five goals. And she's had... And three of those goals were very impressive. They were not easy. But, I mean, I told you, with that lineup, I don't see them losing the World Cup. The next game is tomorrow at noon against Chile. Chile is a good team. But I think their first real test in the rounds, I think, is going to be against Sweden. I think Sweden will be their toughest matchup during the whole tournament, unless they meet France in the knockout rounds. But right now, I really don't see anyone beating this U.S. women's team. It's very, it's very hard to think that anybody's going to take take this this team of, of fantastic women athletes down. Um, it's it's absolutely incredible the things that they that they've done for for women's soccer in the United States uh, as as a whole, starting from that 1996 team with Mia Hamm and, and Randy Chastain, where they, it was a 0-0 championship game out in California and it went to a shootout. Um, ever since that was the turning point for soccer in America, um, at least in my eyes, I think that the, the women's national team in, in the United States has, has a larger presence than the men's team. They're more popular. They, they perform better on the big stage. Um, it's just, it's, it's unfathomable to me to, to see them lose. It's, I just, I can't see it happening. I mean, if they do lose, everyone, I think, across the world will be very shocked. But well, I think uh, they... Only that, time will tell. Yeah, time I will mean, tell, of course. We just saw yeah. one game against a pretty weak Thailand team. I mean, it was it was great to watch as a U.S. fan, but it also, at the same time, they showed, they showed shots of a small Thailand baby crying because her nation's team was getting throttled, and I think that... In you know, the it's the World of- Cup. It's the World Cup. You have to score goals. The point, the whole point of the World Cup is to score goals. When you're in the group stage, you have. They talk about making it out of the group stage. If there's somehow a tie for the record in the group stage, then it goes to goal differential. So with the goal differential, you have to score as many goals as you can. Because what if Sweden, who's in our group, who's a fantastic soccer team, 
comes out and they play Thailand and they you, they put up six, seven goals, but the United States only stopped scoring after five. The goal differential is huge in the group stage. I don't have a problem with this. I, I don't have a problem. I agree with the goal differential being huge because in any uh, soccer league, if you're tied, I mean, it obviously ends up being with the goal differential, but my thing is, do you think that they wasted some of the goals? No, absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. I mean, it was part of the game. Were they going to do not score? Were they going to just pass the ball around and not shoot? I mean, they could have taken it. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved that game. But just there as are... a just as a bystander with no bias towards a certain team, couldn't couldn't have they taken out Alex Morgan? Couldn't they have taken out Rapone? Couldn't they like they, taken out no. at least one? Like, you only get three subs. No, but I'm saying what are you no. Take out I your know, best but I'm saying why not? If you're up ten zero. You don't have put to in some of that's put in some that's on the team that's inexperienced to get them game time. It's, you only have three subs. There's, there's how many players on these on this women's team? Like almost twenty players on the team on the roster. Got to be more so they can scrimmage. Only eleven of them can play, and there's three subs. So well, you should, it, I, I, what it, I'm saying it, is that you should at least take off Morgan or Rapone and put on someone that wants, like not wants, but should get game time play. To oh, you mean like Carly Lloyd coming in off the bench? I mean, it's great to see a veteran come off the bench and score a goal. But I'm saying, like, someone that's inexperienced in the World Cup atmosphere should come off and get her experience. And if they had unlimited subs, I'm sure they would. But but it, they dictate how many subs you can put in. So you know what? Out of those 11 players that are on the field, eight of them have to play the entire game. They have to. So there's there's no way around it. I mean, you you can't if you take even if you took out the three best players, then we'd be someone would be up in arms about. Uh, about Carly Lloyd coming in and scoring four goals. If like they took everyone else out and put her in the main spot, so there's a, there's always there's always going to be something. Um, I was watching a broadcast and, and and then I heard afterwards all these personalities trying to talk about how how ridiculous it was and how unsportsmanlike it was to celebrate these goals after you were up a certain amount. I don't have an issue. You're here to win the game. You're here to score goals. You don't know when you're ever going to score a World Cup goal again. This is your dream. You've been dreaming of this since you were a kid. The first time you ever kicked the ball around, your goal is to put put the ball in the net in the World Cup. And you're telling me that I can't celebrate? Well, not only that. I mean, Alex Morgan has to have have fun. Yeah. Like in baseball, people say when you hit a home run, you can't flip the bat. You can't stare at the ball. Oh, that's another one. Flip the bat. Stare the pitchers down. Let them. Let, Listen, let these kids have fun. It's you, their sport. They earn a living on it. They you should have fun. You can't not have fun with the sport you love to play. You don't want me to celebrate? I, Stop I, me no. from scoring. And I, I think celebration is key in any sport. I think fans are allowed. I mean, you know, players are allowed to celebrate with the fans. As they, I, I think. Uh, well, not, lim- on, limited, not on limited, the field. Limited with the fans. No, not yeah. on the field. Like interact, yeah. like physically. Yeah. But I mean, like if a fan, you go into the corner when you score a goal, most likely you go into the corner. You slide and you cheer with the fans. That's interaction with the fans. Absolutely, absolutely. You should have not only the fans. Here's uh, one of the lovely one of the lovely things that I've noticed from this this team USA is that when they scored these goals, they knew that they were going to win. They scored these goals. They ran over to their sidelines and oh, they yeah. celebrated with their teammates. These girls that weren't going to get into the game, they celebrated with them. So when you when you have that, it's it's kind of. It's, it, it brings everybody together, and, and it's, it's fantastic. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode. I'm Mike. I'm Dirk. We're uh, average height guys because uh, we talk about sports because we don't have the athletic prowess to play them. So, 
I want to get something off my chest. Mike, what we're going to do here, I know I know we're going to have a, a little bit of a rant per se here. We're going to we're going to give you a 4-minute timer here. This is me putting my feet up, letting back, letting Mike go to work here. The New York Mets. I freaking hate them. But yet I can't stop watching them. My whole life I have been a Mets fan. I blame my uncle from Long Island. I was did not care about baseball when I was 6 years old. But the first baseball game I went to was at Shea Stadium, Mets versus the Phillies. He was the only Mets fan in my family. Everyone else on the New York side are Yankee fans, winning. That's all the Yankees did was win. But the Mets, they won two World Series, both before I was born. So my uncle had no one else wanting to support the Mets, not even his own son. He was a Yankee fan. So at a young age, he decided to corrupt me as a Mets fan. Me being the young, naive child I was, I had no clue that the Mets were bad. So I was like, oh, blue, orange, gorgeous stadium, gorgeous team colors. It was fun. I'm going to start rooting for the Mets. As years go on, getting more and more frustrated with the Mets. Especially, turn to this year. I thought, on paper, before the season started, we were going to win the NL East. I did believe that. And I'm not trying to be one of those naive Mets fans that every single year is saying, we're going to win. No, I am a realist. Last year, we had injuries with Cespedes. I knew we were going to go nowhere. Because he carried us in 2015 to make it to the World Series. But this year, we had a healthy starting rotation. DeGrom, reigning NL Cy Young. We have Noah Syndergaard, Thor. Freaking beautiful fastball. His command is amazing. Steven Matz, finally healthy. Zach Wheeler, the year before, he had one of the lowest ERAs in the second half after the All-Star break. So I'm thinking, this rotation, freaking great. Then our manager decides to retire last year. We get this guy, Mickey Calloway. I'm thinking, okay, he's a pitching guy. He's from the Indians. I think he's going to handle our pitching staff pretty well. And then this upcoming season, Sandy Alderson, former Mets GM, he has to retire due to a cancer scare. So we go out, we sign Brody Van Wagenen, former agent. And not only is he a former agent, he's a former agent of Todd Frazier, former agent of Jacob deGrom, former agent of Robinson Cano. So what does he do? He goes and trades for a washed up Robinson Cano. And not only that, he goes and trades for an Edwin Diaz, who I think at the time is one of the best closers in the game. He did not blow a save last year. He had an ERA under like 1.6. So I'm thinking, okay, this is not a Robinson Cano trade. This is an Edwin Diaz trade. But the thing is, we traded away Jared Kelenic. He was our first round pick who everyone says he has five-star tools. I think this was the dumbest trade of life. You trade away Justin Dunn, Kelenic, Jay Bruce, Anthony Swarzak, and, and money to get... Robinson Cano, who's washed up, just came off a PED expansion, uh, suspension, and he has, I think, $32 million a year on his contract, and Edwin Diaz. This year turns around, spring training starts, Robinson Cano. Playing well spring training. I'm like, okay, maybe, the, maybe this is going to work out. Little did I know, fast forward, he sucks. Oh, bullpen freaking sucks. Edwin Diaz freaking sucks. The Mets have 16 blown saves. You know how many save opportunities they've had? 
32. No, I am not done. That was not enough time. Our offense sucks. Jacob DeGrom, as a starter, he is amazing as a pitcher. He started 153 games. He has 58. I don't care if I'm yelling. He has 58 wins, 47 losses, and 48 no decisions because our bullpen fails him. Our bullpen. Supposed to be one of our strengths as well. Suck. We signed Jerry's Familia. Last night, we were up 5-4. He gave up freaking a three-run homer and a game-tying home run. I am over this team until we do something. We have to trade Zach Wheeler. I said it there. I will listen to trade offers for Noah Syndergaard. We had a chance to get Craig Kimball, Dallas Keuchel. But... Brody Van Wagenen, who said in the beginning of the season, we are as best as any other team in the National League. Balls in your court, Brody. We are not. We are on the fringe of last place. We got swept by the Marlins. The fans have to speak with their pocketbooks. If, If the fans are still going to games, if they're still buying Mets gear, if they're still supporting the team, the team is going to keep doing what they do. And until people stop with their pocketbooks and they stop spending money, the team is always going to do this. I am dead inside until the Mets actually do something. But I got to cool off a bit. I'll hand it over to Dirk to speak for a little bit because I am going to cry myself in the corner. <laughs> so uh, less uh, less sports related and more sports adjacent here. Um, there's a bunch of uh, bunch of movies coming out this summer. Some of them are sequels. Um, this is where, where my take comes in that, that I hate sequels. I just, I don't, I don't like the point of them. I don't like sequels. I not a big fan of remakes. I think that there's a handful of good sequels. The greatest of the sequels is D2, the mighty ducks. It's the only good sequel out there. Julie, the cat Gaffney, you, you just, you couldn't stop that team. They ran into team Iceland. They beat Team Iceland. They beat first of all Trinidad and Tobago has a uh, has has a hockey team, but the the Junior Goodwill Games that was an unbelievable. They had the knuckle puck. All right. Okay, so then if you don't like sequels, I'm going to list off some sequels. Give me your take on them, please. Uh, let me let me go through a quick list of, of things that I haven't seen because I'm not the world's biggest movie buff, nor am I like the world's biggest TV show buff. Things that I don't watch that people seem to love: Game of Thrones. Not a fan either. Lord of the Rings. Not a fan either. The Matrix. Yeah, that's not bad. Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. And I just but started the, watching not, Harry Potter. But that is Wolf of Wall Street's not a sequel. No, not not a sequel, but just like movies in general uh, that I that I don't okay, that I've so never since, seen. So like, since you haven't, since you just started watching Harry Potter, yeah. Do you believe what what movie are you on? I think uh, I've, I've finished five. Do you believe that they are better than the first movie? Wait, Any of them. There is the the one that's sports related, with uh with what's his name uh, uh no with uh they have like the big they they bring in all of the other wizarding schools um what is it the the goblet of fire I think um I like that one I think is the best the best produced movie so there but we go that's better than the original I don't necessarily think that 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 story is better I think that the very first movie when they go through all those. All those different uh, those tests to get to the the mirror where where then Harry Potter gets the the rock in his pocket um, when they go through and they have to they have to you know face the three headed dog and then they have to play the chess match like that's that is unbelievable film, filmography uh, and, and if and I think that as the movies because it took them 
the time to make them. Uh, as technology got better, the, the graphics and the, and the CGI and things like that got better, which can produce the movies better. But do I necessarily think that that story is better than the first, first book? No. No. Fair. But, okay. but, but is that my favorite of the movies? Is it, yes, it is my favorite okay. of the movies so far. So I'm going to just throw out some other sequels. Uh, so Toast Story 4 is coming out this summer. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but the first three were amazing, in my opinion. The first you, one was amazing. I believe, well, technically, Toy Story 2 and 3 got better reviews from critics. They did. Hmm. Toy Story 3 got the best reviews out of any of them. But do you still believe that, one, they shouldn't have made a 2 and 3 after Toy listen, Story 1? Listen, money talks. Money talks. Well, obviously, and they, they gross and billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Just like similar to the Hangover movies. Like billions and billions well, of dollars. Well, like, there I'll give you that because Hangover 2 and 3 sucked. They're the exact same movies. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, uh, so the purpose of making sequels for Hangover... Was to make money. Yeah. The and, purpose and of making sequels at all is to make money. it was a terrible movie. Those were terrible movies. The purpose, how, about, how about The Godfather? The, the purpose, Do you believe that Godfather... There should have been a Godfather 2 and Godfather No, 3? Godfather 1 is amazing. Okay. How about the National Lampoon movies? I wouldn't necessarily call them sequels. I don't think they. I mean, but they have recurring. They have recurring they, characters, but not. not I don't only call recurring, recurring storylines. A lot like, do have recurring storylines, though. I, I don't. I don't particularly care for them as movies. Okay. Like, I mean, they're not my favorite movies. How about prequels that are sequels? You think that's pointless as well? Oh, you mean like Star Wars episodes one, two, and three with Jar Jar Binks? I don't freaking like. <laughs> but like, Monsters University is a prequel that was a sequel. Boom! Never seen it. Have you seen Monsters, Inc., the yes. original? So why haven't you seen the second one? Because I don't want to see the second one. But it's one. a prequel. It's not a sequel. It is a sequel. If it's it a comes, prequel. It, it's the same thing. Essentially the same thing. It's, it's a quote. Prequel, sequel, they're still quotes. So, I don't know. I'm just not... They're not for me. I like the original things. I don't think we should mess with them. I think that whenever... A lot of the times... The vast majority of the time... When, when they're going and they try to make a sequel... Or they try to... Uh, make an adaptation. Nobody thinks of anything new anymore. That's the problem. Nothing that is, is very new. true. There are not very... And like, if something there's not worked, a lot of original content out there. And if something worked, all, like the whole purpose now is, okay, well, how can we monetize this again? Yeah, like, Let what, Disney's do, like what Disney's doing with all the classic animation movies. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I am excited for Lion King. I am as well. I heard Aladdin... Did you watch Lion King 2? Did you I watch did. Lion King 2 and a half? I did. Were they I any good? A, I, I mean, they were straight to straight to VHS. No. They weren't even to, they weren't even to DVDs. They were straight to VHS. I'm just saying. They might have been straight. No, they, 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 they should have been straight to Laserdisc. Okay, they're calm down. <laughs> but I do believe that I'm not going to say a vast majority, but a good amount of sequels are or necessary. Trash. Are necessary, and I do believe not only they're there to. How excited are you for this Men in Black sequel? I actually, I'm not excited, but I'm going to go watch it. How excited are you for Bad Boys see, 3? We were very excited. 19, are you kidding me? I'm very excited to see. I would have been excited to see Bad Boys 3 if it was 15 years ago. Care. And just to let you know, Men in Black, that is not a sequel. That is just an adaptation of the original. Right, but Men in Black 2 and Men in Black 3 were Men in Black trash. 2 was great. Men trash. in Black 3 was trash. Trash. Men in Black trash. 2 was great. Trash. Trash. All of them. Men in Black 3 was Okay, well... This episode, as you can tell, was a little dicey. We both had our own heated rants for a little bit. Dirk thought he wasn't going to get into his ranting mode. Sequels are pointless. But we hope you enjoyed 
Use your brain. Think of something new. Go do some critical thinking, everyone. Have a great weekend. And don't forget to not watch those sequels. Well, that's been episode two of Average Height, guys. I'm Dirk. I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.